The following is a part of the Radio Memphis On Demand service. It originally aired live on Radio Memphis and has been edited for time. Lawrence Morris is here from the Total Package. Right. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. My pleasure. Uh, it's so good to have you here. It's been a while since I'd seen you. I think. I guess it was, you were here with Booker, wasn't it? Right. About a year ago. Yeah, about a year ago. Yeah. How is Booker doing? I, I miss him. He's great. He's good. I've um, sat in. We did uh, share the stage about three weeks ago doing the show together in yeah. Memphis. Well, he's a showman. All, oh, all yeah. you guys are showmen. I mean, you guys go on stage, and it's like panty dropping city out there. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're in it to win it, you know. <laughs> in it to win it. That's yeah. that's what I like to hear. That's that's what I like to hear. And I, we've we've been sampling a little bit of music. We're going to play it uh, tonight, too, this this, this record. Uh, right, total package. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Unpacked. Unpacked, yes, I have the record. And uh, you were kind enough to bring that to us, and... I appreciate it. And I know you're you're headed back into the studio here pretty quick, and uh, you're getting ready to do some more stuff. Exactly. And um, the material, some of the material off the unpacked CD that was, we'll, we'll talk about that. We we'll got uh, some of those songs will be revamped, and uh, along with five other new tracks that we worked up. Right, right, right. right. So you got so you're you're constantly working and writing and doing oh, some new stuff. constantly, nonstop. Your sister, Michelle. Right. What a voice. <laughs> You know, um, she's lovely. That anytime, any place, anywhere stuff that off that record, I play it. I play the hell out of it. I love it. Right. We did that city together at Willie Mitchell's uh, high recording studio. Yeah. And um, out of the thirteen songs on there, she and I wrote together five of them, and she and I and Willie <clears throat> teamed up on three of those. Five. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a great album. I love it. Yeah, because the timing of that, you, you and I were talking off the air. This was toward the end of Willie's life, his career. Right. Actually, it was his very last recording that he uh, produced was on Michal. And um, uh, untimely, his, you know, his departure was right. just much too soon. And um, the next project to drop was to be the Total Package CD. Oh, my. And, and he passed out right when the, um, the uh, preparation was going on to release Michal's CD, actually. so Wow. It kind of set us back a little bit. It does. It's unfortunate, but but the, but the work that's there, from what we heard, oh, yeah. so far, oh, oh it's good. It's solid stuff. Oh yeah. It's a, and uh, you know, my next problem was uh, my sister Michelle. She um, had some injuries and some illnesses yeah. to where she couldn't continue yeah. to travel and this sort of thing. So I had to say, well, I got to replace her. <laughs> I, I, I got to have that female, uh, you know, uh, co-captain out front with me. And so yeah. I was able to get this little jewel come in, and uh, we worked her up. Uh, yeah, we met Keita, a, we call the sunshine on stage. Miss Sunshine herself. Yes, How I'm, are you? I'm good. Thank you, Rick. Thank you for coming in. My pleasure. Thank you, Miss Natalie. You've been so sweet. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this is cool. Thank you for having me, Maurice. Well, you know, um, as I was telling Rick, the concept that we set up front. Yeah. Uh, Morris the Funk Master, which I get in at George Clinton and Harold Bean of Parliament Funk. And, yeah. and I hope people will go on, uh, on your Facebook page because you've got a lot of videos on there. Oh, yeah. And they'll see what, like, a awesome, really, like, funk master you are on that base. Because it Thank really blew so me away when I saw that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm hearing some jazz out of you, too. I'm hearing, like, Stanley Clark type play. You know? I listened to a lot of Stanley Clark back in the day and. Victor Wooden and uh, guys yeah. like that, Marcus Miller. Uh, I saw Stanley at two shows a uh, long time ago, and I was just blown away. Of, and I was a young kid at the time, thinking, you can do this on a bass? 
you know, he was playing some incredible stuff and this great jazz and funk and rock and blues. It all just kind of melded together and it was fantastic. You know, um, I think I think what's so awesome about it is like you're out front. You know, you don't you don't often see like an like a stand out bass player like right out front, like putting it out there like yeah, this is bass and it's in your face and, and everybody <laughs> loves it. I mean it's so fucking cool. You know, that's what I loved about it. Right. And uh, it's, it's definitely different. Um, we've only had four, maybe five successful lead vocal bass players. Um, one being Larry Graham from yeah. Sliding from the Stone Days. He came out this own thing. William Bootsy Collins from Parliament. Oh, Bootsy. And Jane Brown. He did it. Yeah. Of course, Rick James was out front. <clears throat> did the thing like that. A lot of people didn't know, but Paul McCartney out front singing, yeah. playing bass. He could, he could do that. And uh, Gene Simmons did a little bit with Kiss out front. Well, Lee singing. well. But, no, 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 don't even. But I'm saying. X that shit from your list, dude. No, 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 my point is, though, from the bass players being able to be a lead vocal. But and, I see what you're saying. And my guy, yeah. Willie Hall, can contest this and know like, what the count is, right? Yeah. For the bass and the drummer to keep the pocket there. The vocal, the lead vocal in particular, is going to be on another whole time. So you got to think two times. You're yeah. not being three, four times. You got to think six, eight if you're singing. Your you know, hands are right? doing one thing, but your voice is doing something different. Had the one thing was doing something different. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what that is. I mean, right? Because well, in a lot of bands, the bassist is is usually kind of next to the drummer, and, and there's a lot of eye contact going on. Right. But exactly. when you're up front, he's behind you. Right. And you're just having to have developed this, I guess, a psychic connection of some sort. You got to know where you guys are at. So I would imagine that rehearsal is pretty big with you. Right. right. And, and, and as well as just speaking on now, uh, I hit my drummer couldn't be here, and he had a uh, previous engagement, but. Um, it takes a certain drummer, type of drummer, to play when I'm performing because they'll say oftentimes, some groups will say, well, this bass player overplays right? yeah. if there's some such thing. But if you got a drummer, Willie Mitchell said it best when he told me, he said, Lawrence, he says, um, if you, you can have the world greatest guitar player, whoever you choose, the world greatest horns, you know, whoever you choose, Tower Power, whoever, the world greatest vocalist he said but if you got a weak bass player and a weak drummer you got a weak band <laughs> that's a good point yeah. <laughs> no matter who the rest of the guys you have superstars everywhere else doesn't matter yeah but if that that bass and drummer's got a lock like hand and glove you know yeah uh, it's like we have to see if uh tom brady can do it without grump this year you yeah, know? <laughs> good, yeah, yeah good luck you know there's... you gotta have that that particular chemistry there's a team involved oh, yeah. in there and it's and you can't do it by yourself oh no uh, team to me means just as the word spells t-e-a-m together everyone accomplished more everyone achieves more yeah uh no iron team so no matter if you're the center spot guy like you know, as you say I'm out front yeah. um, do a lot of the vocal lead vocals and I call the shots this is I tell people all the time as the leader of the band the bass player it's like the quarterback yeah so you got a song called right okay uh, all of a sudden though uh, the singer might sing it in a different key I said oh it's time for call audible okay just, yeah. like, just like the quarterback would have to do he's oh my god this song's supposed to be in G but he's doing it in F so guys okay you, you call the audible cross they going to be <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden turn to Peyton Manning for a few seconds. Yeah. And then the band can go right on and play it like you know, they think we like were, it's nothing. Yeah. 
Yeah. But, but without that, you could have a train wreck. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I remember uh, Willie used to say uh, uh, Willie Mitchell would. You know, he was. He was. Uh, I got the story from Howard Grimes. Right, and they Great were. They, drama. He's a fantastic guy, just a sweet, sweet guy. And he was talking about some session that they were doing over there at uh, at the studio. And Willie just comes out of the control room. He goes, "Stop, stop, 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 stop." He <laughs> said, "He said, man, y'all are all out of pace over here." He goes, "We got to get to the same stop at the same time. We got to get there. That's you right. know, just take it easy and listen." That is so important. Like to get into the same place. <clears throat> One other thing. What George Clinton says all the time, everything is on the one. Yeah. You can do a zillion things as long as you meet back at the one. At the one. Everybody got to meet back at the same time. Well, yeah, James Brown always used to say, the one is mine. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Let me have the one. You have the others. Right. Yeah. James is the original yeah. funk master, you know, of all of that. Oh, the stuff he did with the Blue Flames. Oh, my <laughs> God, that's incredible. Oh, man. Wow. Um, I remember talking to William Collins one time. Yeah. When I first met Boots, he said, well, I met him through Harold Bean. Uh, yeah. One of the guitar yeah, because Harold was playing with him, yeah. Right. So Harold, Harold was like, man, you got to meet this guy. Uh, he was telling William Collins, Boots said that, man, you got to meet this little guy in Memphis. I got, man, he do all your stuff just like you, you know. So Boots had come on and he said, well, I'm going to go and tell you the truth. I didn't create it. Jane Brown did. <laughs> yeah. He worked with James back first before he came over to Paul and Funkadelic and he said, um, Jane Brown showed him how to define the one, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, um, in music, most times, listen, rock and roll, gospel, or whatever, uh, the emphasis usually falls on two or four, like one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. Jane Brown turned the beat around, put the emphasis on the one, one. Yeah. Every time you get to the one, that's where the emphasis for us, where the, that's where the accent is. And that simply made it funky. This is putting emphasis on the one rather than the two or the four. So uh, as a bass player, when you're when you're when you're working with that, when you're playing the one, you're hitting the root chord in that or the, the root note of, of the, Right, the tonic note, what we the call tonic it. is right. is on one. Always. Right. Always. The, the the key of the song, when you get to the one, boom, you gotta be on that. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's an A, that one's on A. A. Every time, every time, and you like 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 Willie said and James and Bruce, yeah. they got to meet up there at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to be you right know, you there. You can you can play some, you can play some melodic lines and stuff, or sing something really out there. But as long as you get back at the one on time, right? Oh, you got to be there. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, that's the like, secret of funk, right there. That is it. That is funk wrapped up in a nutshell, so to speak. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to play something off right of the now, record. I would love to hear it. Um, uh, give me, give me a song off of this record uh, with some funk in this. You can see like that funk. Um, uh, nothing lasts forever. Nothing lasts forever. Got some pretty good funky bass on that, and all of them got some funk in it. Well, well, that, absolutely. But, 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 but that's kind of the one you uh, mentioned earlier. Wait, so, wait, wait a minute, you can't sound white boy, Rick. You, well, you've got you've got a lot. There's a lot of soul in there. Oh yeah, you know a lot of R and B, but there's but it's all based in that funk. You know formula. Uh, I think. You know, I had a, a thing. I uh, exactly about a year and a half ago. I was talking to Jim Dandy from Black Oak, Arkansas. God love you. He spent time at Stacks with Willie know, over there, but this you is, know, with Willie Hall. This is a serious thing. You don't thing. need to be talking to no but Jim see, Dandy. I, but I, I'm going to tell you what I did. I challenged Dandy. 
Okay. You yeah. challenged him to what? I said, I, I said listen, Dad. Not a drinking contest, I hope. No, not a drinking contest. You don't even challenge him not going to No, no, he can he could easily out Jim Beam me. Oh, man, well, so. yeah, he can out Jim oh, Beam anybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you serious? But he, uh, what I challenged him was to listen. Lawrence. I said, listen, Lawrence, Jim. Lawrence, yes, Lawrence, yes, Lawrence, yes, Lawrence, yes. Lawrence, Lawrence. Lawrence. Yes, dear. You are seriously challenging Jim Dandy? To do something. To anything. I'm going to tell you what I challenged him to do, okay? Uh, a few years back when uh, uh, Nelly and McGraw did that thing together, and it was so, you know, from two different worlds, okay? One time, Jim was over my house without the pool table. She can pull down my house. And, okay. um, was there liquor involved? And I, well, I know there was. Well, it's a pool table. Of course there was, yeah. I should know what liquor was involved in this situation. I told him, I said, I said, I said, come I said Dandy. Come on, come on. I said, come on, Dandy, let's just do liquor. one. I want to know what kind of liquor, liquor was involved. Well, I had to have specifically. I had to, I had to have uh, Jim Beam for Dandy. You know, he come okay. out. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, that's what he, he likes. Wanted Jim Beam. That's okay. what he's gonna have. I've had some Jim Beam. Okay, okay, that's what I wanted to know. I could just probably that's just... important. The story, believe it or not. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I could we are just the do booze it. and blues show after all. <laughs> <laughs> These things are important to the story. The booze is important. Yeah, uh, let's just want to know. So you told Dandy what? I told Dandy, uh, man, let's do something here. Let's do, uh, let's outdo what uh, McGraw and Nelly did here, man. Let's 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 come. For, let's call it a funk and roll instead of rock and roll, right? Right. And let's do this thing together with that little grassy voice of his and everything. Yeah. And I said, I'll take it. I'll harmonize something with that man. We can rock it at the. You know, that's a good idea. It is. And and to this day, Dandy had been a little. Afraid to try it, really. And then I said, well, we, we waited so long now that this young guy didn't come out now. And uh, 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 he and uh, Billy Ray Cyrus has come up with a, a, a cross. Uh, oh, Lil Nas X. Uh, old yeah. country. Uh, uh, old, old Town Road. Old Town Road, yeah. yeah. And that's a so, hit. Oh, it's a massive hit. Instant hit. What I was trying to get Danny to do would be an instant hit. Would be instant. First of all. Let's get Jimmy on the phone. We'll make this shit happen. I mean. Let's make it happen. Get him. You take him and you know, <laughs> Somebody from the other side of the room said, Jim Dandy, oh wow. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's an interesting point. It is, but you know, I thought, it, particularly since he was hanging around, and a friend of mine, Ron Booker, uh, did a, a documentary on Jim Dandy. Yeah. So um, I was there to participate in that. You know, um, they shot some of it at my house, as a matter of fact. And I was like, this is when I first came up with the idea. Dandy, let's, let's, let's do this, man. Let's outdo. Uh, uh, McGraw and Nelly and come up and do this one, man. Let's go ahead and put it out there. He wanted to try it, uh, but he'd been like a little timid, you know, a little, little, yeah. Uh, a couple little. of shots of Jim Beam, he'd be there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you guys can help me um, to convince me to come on out and let's get it done. I but think but so, I think yeah. it would be instant hit because of the, the type of thing it would produce out there. It would be something out there that. Like it's it, it just as as uh, surprising as it was for Billy Ray Cyrus to come out with sure. this guy now, or sure. Nelly and Tim McGraw to come out and do their thing, right? Um, well, we're seeing like you know, there's there, and they call it two tone. Uh, I grew up in South Texas, and there was <laughs> there was a lot of metal guys that were playing with the Tejano accordion guys, you know, okay. with the, with the ranchero, the Mexican sounds, you know, with the right. accordions and whatnot, and it was it was incredible. And then here of late, here in Memphis, I've seen a lot of young rappers that are working with rock bands or punk right. rock even right and they'll show up at their at those shows and they come up on stage and it's really really good man it's 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 a market for it for sure oh without a doubt, without uh, a doubt. 
just uh, having artists that can, like my friend Willie Hall said, have that team concept, and they are all they're able to coincide with someone else and work as a team. Yeah, it could really be big. It could bring a lot of. Um, <laughs> Success. I, we were talking about there's no I I in team. I, re, I remember in a, in a corporate environment that I worked in, they would say, well, there's no I in team, and somebody in the back of the room piped up, it may or may not have been me. They said, yeah, but there's a you in suck. <laughs> 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 On that, uh, this does not suck, ladies and gentlemen. Lawrence Morris in the total package, nothing lasts forever. Should hey, we play it? Go ahead and bob it. Please Man. do. Because you know, Natalie's ready to get funky. So here it is. It's uh, it's right here at Radio Above Us. Yeah. 
Lawrence Morris here is uh, is here from the uh, uh, Total Package. Right, back and ready to go. Back and ready to go, man. Um, uh, I love that song, Nothing Lasts Forever. You wrote that, I assume. Yes, and uh, produced and played um, 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 several of the instrument parts on there at that particular time. There were certain things I wanted in there. Yeah. And, of course, like Willie and I was just talking about, in the studio you can do that. Yeah. But going live, going on the road. A L- little different have, story, isn't it? Yeah, you want to have that same... Um, punch and that same uh, intensity that you had in the studio so by forming total package as it i've been building it and building it and building it since 2008 yeah so uh strengthening the unit and getting everybody on the same page so that's way when you go out and do your shows then yeah my guys is with me now all of them participated on that on that particular oh so they're on that yeah right yeah so that's the key to it like i said you want to you got a sound uh like you did in the studio on the stage, on the on the tour, so yeah, I, I, it's, some, it's not easy to do that though. <laughs> We're tell you, we just talking about this. It's hard I mean, to keep a group of guys together. Well, that was just it. It's hard to keep them together, right, over a long period of time, right. Yeah, it's just like anything else. You look at the NBA; they got all these guys, and now you got free agency friends that are going. Everybody leaving here, going there. LeBron going there. Somebody going. There. But to keep that team together, right? You're gonna you, you, you're gonna be like well, I tell you what, what, what Mitchell said best. He said. Well, Lawson, when everybody started going to being a solo uh, artist, said so you got you good. Willie Hall is good. Sunshine is good. Rick is good. But now each one just started chopping on your own individual tree, and that, it, it may never fall. But you get enough people chopping on one tree, it's gonna fall. Yeah, it's gonna fall yeah. quick. So yeah. you just just gotta got get the gotta get the right people with the axes chopping on your tree with you and everything. So uh, that's what I feel I've got now. And um, and these guys, and like I said too, he whosoever will, let him come. That's the one that want to be there. Yeah, like, doing what yeah. you're doing. Not that you got to go out and bribe someone up. Uh, they, they, Sometimes you got to like lure them in. Yeah, lure them in. No, no, yeah, no. no, no. That's not gonna be a good team member for you. You're gonna need to let that. Uh, no matter how good the person can play or yeah. sing, that person's going to have to go ahead and let them do them. But you get those ones that want to be there, and everybody's going to team up and concert with that. Like uh, Sunshine and Francis. Well, that's what I was going to bring in. How, how, did you, how did you wind up into this whole thing? That's, that's very, very interesting. Um, <laughs> you got bribed. <laughs> that you, it's funny that he said that because he whosoever will let them come. Yeah. I never thought in a million years that this is what I would be doing right now at this day and age. Really? Never in a million years. Were you years. singing before any of this? No. Really? Just at home. Never in a choir. Never pro- as professional as this. But it, it was something that you wanted to but do. But it was something that I wanted to do. Always as a little girl. But um, a guy by the name of Little Tyrone Davis, I remember, I remember, I remember the day. Oh, my God. <laughs> My friend, she came over just to visit me. She and it had been about a year since she talked to little Tyrone. Yeah. And she said, This man was looking for some background singers. You st- you want me I'm, I'm gonna see if I still got his number. Mind you, it's a whole year later. Yeah. And she still had his phone number. And I called him. And I was like, Oh, why not? You know, I'm not doing anything else, why not? Why not give it a shot? Right. right so I called him and he still needed background singers a whole year later. This is amazing. What's for you is for you. So 
total package was Lil Tyrone's band. Yeah. And the instant that I heard them play, I was like, this is what I'm supposed you to be doing. You hit the jackpot. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Because a lot of people, yes, like, like you, they work, the they, work, they work their way through different acts, and yes. it's, some are okay, some are maybe a little bit better, and then you guys show up. Right. I feel Total like, Package is a hell of an act, and you, you're just, you just you just playing the dream. Right on in. Like, I was... Then I did not see this coming, but yet so, <laughs> so very great. Never forget that, Sunshine. Oh, I never will. Never yeah. forget that. If, if I may, California. I California. <laughs> Willie Hall, ladies and gentlemen. I've been mixing her name up. She told me her name. California. But, you know, I'm bad, I'm bad at names, man, among other things. But so you've always aspired to be uh, a singer, a yeah. solo singer. Or singer in a group, right? Right. Yeah. Live, the whole live thing is... So is, how long is, have you and Morris been together? About five or six years now. Ever since then, actually. Because Are you on any of his recordings? No. Not no, yet. Not yet. No, she not came. yet. I'm looking oh, forward to re-recording some of Miss Child's things, and I know... Has he recorded something on you as an artist? No, but I do have a couple of things that I've done on my own. Um, that I have. Have you have you had a chat with Michelle about this? About you know, hey, I may be re recording some of your stuff. I, uh, uh, I mean, actually, that's an odd yeah. conversation. I, would I think. got to. I got the opportunity to do a tribute to Michelle yeah. at the uh, Croc Center, and I did. Um, what was the song, Myers? Come on, help me with the name of the song. Someone else is bad. Someone else is bad. I and play that. It's in regular rotation over here. Yeah. Yeah. And someone else. Song? No, that's Willie Mitchell cut that on Michelle. That's, that's, that's her last recording. Yeah, I remember her saying uh, someone, someone else is bad. Yes. And actually, what, what we was doing was... It's a sweet song. It's absolutely wonderful. Actually, um, Dan Greer does a uh, 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 Pioneer Music Awards every year. Yeah. And he, uh, he highlights and he uh, uh, the people that were... He, he tried to get them their awards. And it's usually... Un, un, Unfortunately, lately he's been doing one like the year after we lose a person, like we lost Maurice White, and then you and I done that one together with it that year. And then as we, uh, I had to do uh, a thing for him on David Bowie, you know, people yeah. like that. Yeah. So, but uh, now um, Michelle was really uh, sick and going through some health issues, and he said, We want to get her her award this year. And uh, although she wouldn't be able to perform it, my girl Sunshine was in my band. I said, Tell you what, she, um, when, and, and my sister was on the front row, listening to uh, Sunshine do, uh, you know, a Good. cover of, of her uh, "Someone Else's Bed." Oh my God, that would be yes, and, that's, that's a trip. trip. What, it, it was really, that recorded? Didn't somebody record that? Yes, yes it was recorded. It was. Recorded. Oh, she recorded mm -hmm. it as a single. Yeah, no, no, it's, like it's, 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 it's on the album with Anytime, Place, Anywhere. It's mm -hmm. on the album. As as an as Miss Shaw, as an artist. Right, mm -hmm. as Michelle, yes. Mm -hmm. it, Shaw, it just, yeah. To me, it sounded like, um, I don't know, it sounded like it, it was uh, had already been recorded by somebody else. Well, you know what, though? Songs tend to do that. Well, that's why I was you'll mentioning. Hear the, you'll, 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 you'll hear a song, a hit song, you say, wait a minute. Sound like it's. Yeah. Have I been there before? Yeah, it's blowing in and, the wind, as Stevie but, Wonder and Bob. Well, now, um, uh, as Willie said, though, to me once upon a time, Willie Mitchell said, every style that we've ever heard that was a hit will forever and a day be a hit. 
as long as someone fills that voided lane once the previous artists uh, die off or retire, what have you, um, then that style will forever go. For instance, uh, I, 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 I'll use uh, uh, the late, uh, great Prince Roger Nelson, okay? A lot of the gimmick voice stuff that Roger Nelson was able to make millions at was really sly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, gimmick voice. And the alterating the voice right, sound to, to use the yeah. gimmick voice, mm-hmm. what I call mm-hmm. it. Um, uh, now like that he he's did, gone, um, but now that sex he's machine, right? All of the vocals <laughs> and everything, all of those things, and even it, it, it goes to from when, when uh, I had time to work with Womack on a few occasions, and he was like, "Well, it's, I'm good with it, but he, that sound he got really was after Sam Cook, okay." Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that line right there. Was yeah, well, all, you know, we we all assimilate somebody, right? You know, that's, that's someone that you that comes through our history. Well, that's that's kind of what I want to bring up, Sunshine. When you when you sang that song with her in the crowd, were you trying to sing like Mashaw, or was how much no. of that is actually you? Well, you want to do both. I kept the same basic format. Yeah, you want to do both. I kept the same basic format. Mashaw was so Please. pleased. Yeah. That was the most humbling experience in my life. And so she was, was happy with them. what you did then. Oh yeah. my gosh, she was so wow. pleased. Brought tears to her eyes, literally. literally. Oh wow, that's yeah. really really yeah. cool. That, that oh good for you. So much to me. It, so it Lawrence, still what are you going to do with her? Well, I tell you what, my immediate plans were. You better sign her is what you need to do. <laughs> right, <laughs> quickly. Yeah, uh, uh, but um, I, I think we got a hit coming up. And you might, uh, I know you know. Um, you all may know a good friend of mine, songwriter, John Cummins, um, mm. wrote a lot of the bluesier guy stuff that's out there right now. Uh, John wrote a song, uh, Back to Doing the Same Old Thing. And uh, it's, 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 it's got the potential to be one of the, well, they're, they're not, there's, there's not a lot of great duets these days, right? Where it's through the 70s, 80s, 90s, and on into the earlier 2000s decade. There were always this one big duet team, Paddle Bell and Michael McDonald, Paddle Bell Peaches and Womack, and Peaches and Herb, uh, this one and that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Luther and Diana Ross, whoever, Michael Jackson, I mean, you can go and you can go back and back, uh, 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 Sonny and Cher, whoever you want to go to, I mean. Uh, but that's what's missing now, a real good, hot duet act. Yeah, no one's doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. Now that you bring that up, you don't. Right. You don't think about it, you know. But that's what that's that's our next immediate plan is to get this that particular one. I have a couple, but uh, no, because country music was all about the duets for years. Oh yeah, yeah, seventies and eighties. That's what they, you know, Dolly Parton and them were doing tons of them, and they were so almost incestuous. Like Island in the Stream, songs like that, yeah, stuff like that. Well, you know, um, Kenny Rogers was was all that stuff that that they were doing. But yeah, you're right. Now you don't hear that much about that stuff. And that's what our job is next is to put it back out there. Well, you should. You know, um, like Willie said, though, whatever lane is voided right then, get the right people, the right artists to fill that voided lane. Yeah. Okay? yeah. And then you say, oh, okay. People be like, oh, that's what we've been waiting for. That's back now, you know. Let me so, ask you a question. <laughs> I have to butt in like that because, uh, you know, we all have things in the back of our minds and we don't want to lose them. But, um, on a sincere note, what is your future projection? 
I mean, like, you've got this young lady, and there have been many women vocalists, female vocalists in the, your organization because you and I have been knowing each other since, like, 2012 or something like that. Working together. And I've seen female, I've seen a lot of different female uh, artists, right. singers on your stage while you're performing. Right. And I know this was all under your umbrella. What do you, <clears throat> what advantage does she have to look forward to by working with you? It's a good question, but I have the perfect answer for it. First of all, <clears throat> like she said, she had, she was a person that, and they could sing, you know, and this sort of thing, but never had the opportunity. Never no one would take the, as you know, with it, somebody, someone had to take time out and give you a chance to get an opportunity to do it. And by, when I first listened to her, and she came out, like I said, I had some other people promise, and uh, Tony Green and different ones that worked with me in the band, but this was a different type of, um, artist to come on because she's new and trying to get something going. Now, my thing is, I think what I can give her is this right here. First of all, the opportunity. Exposure. And the exposure. Give her, give her the opportunity first because, see, it was a, it's some people never get an opportunity. Yeah. And uh, it's especially to go from, like you said, from the basement to the penthouse. Yeah, or you got to have that working yeah. experience. Yeah, There's right. that paying the dues yeah, thing. you got to right. go through that. So, yeah. So, yeah. So her advantage... It's, it's, through, it's an education, with, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like a lot of things, I, you and I have already done, like, like like you, call me anytime. I can follow your lead because you've been through some things and you know where the cracks in the roads are, you know everything. I, I, why do I need to go through them? You've already been through them. I'm all, now I'm with you, right? So I get the chance to detour around a lot of the unadulterated uh, 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 uh uh, roadblocks you can come into in this business, and the knowledge of it too. Now everybody bring you some. So, so you, so if we sign with Rick, we're here now. This is our family. We're gonna build something right here. Take it from the ground floor up. Take it to the top. Um, and the time we get that started, some guys around the corner hear about our progress we're getting going. With. They're gonna come to me on the side. Yeah, that's there. what. That's a hint they of know. the whole secrecy thing. You know, you don't want to let all the cats right. out of the bag. Right. Hey, look, Mars coming to the side now. So with with uh, bringing her aboard, and she was productive. I wasn't doing it because of another reason her being very productive, and she wanted to do it. See, like I said, he was so will let them come. One that want to be there. Well, I know she. It. I know you guys have been around or together since uh, last year because we did a gig together. We were both on. All three of us was on the show for the. Uh, Dan Greer project Pioneer Wars, uh, right. back at the Croc Center. Mm -hmm. I know that's been a year ago, and uh, so I know you, you you're steady working together. I just wanted to say that um, you know uh, in R and B music, you know I've met some local guys here, man. They think uh, musicians come a dime a dozen, as well as singers come a dime a dozen, and they just work them put them on stage, having to do a bunch of cover songs, and that's that for the night. Pay them a minimum wage, you know, uh, depending. I'm sure that whatever the major artists get is is, is minimal. And then they, you know, so, somehow they they tend to slight uh, the people that's working for them. Not right. to say that that's what you're doing, but, uh, you know, I always be looking at the, um, not underdog, but I be looking at the, the newcomer, you know, trying to, see if I can help in any way or pass on some knowledge in any way right. that'll help 
the newcomer. See, that's the uh, that's the whole gist of make, Memphis music, to though. To make sure that right. you don't get the you don't get this shit in Nashville. No, and I can say <laughs> they'll kick you to the curb real quick in Nashville. Oh, in you these know. last six years, I have learned so much. I can't say it was easy for him. That's part of being he's a teacher, still though. Traveling. Yeah. He's, he's uh, still traveling. I had a lot to learn, and I still got a lot of learning to do. And a you're lot paying of those growing. dues. Well, yeah. you know what? And I'm very happy to do so. And the reason yeah. I touched on all this mediocrity is um, Lawrence is, is already done. <laughs> he's there. Yes, you know he's exactly. there. It's just a matter of uh, getting that right record. You know, he's he's there. He's he's been so through all that. He's got the knowledge, and he know the instruments and the instrumentation. Well, Sunshine, are you writing too? Are you? Or you have some ideas you bring back to the I band? Have, and, uh, um, I have some team. I have a team. She writes. Oh my gosh, the music that I'm getting ready to do with Lawrence Mars, they've already written. So I just kind of got to learn those things. Yeah. But I do have a young lady. Uh, she goes by the name of. Uh, be dub and she writes and I she's know of a her. beautiful yes. writer yes. she's been through uh she went through the consortium program yes that's where i know her and from yes. she learned a lot in david porter's deal david porter absolutely yeah. Oh, yeah. and uh yeah she's written me a couple of great songs i've recorded them and i meant to bring a copy today but well we'll get to that later because right. I, I, want, I want your but, stuff over but here you know yeah. rick i wish <clears throat> you good I wish this man. I wish this man had his band here, cause you you gotta hear this, man. It's it's it's, it's like. Uh, well, we can cobble something together now. We got a guitar like player. A we got you on drums. We could probably. Yeah, but I'm know. saying we we got to come back and do this again. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, in a few months, man. Yeah, uh, let him yeah we've got we've got some time coming up. Yeah, because yeah, they're phenomenal, man. I mean, oh, who else in the band? Who 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 do you have? I mean, because this is a, um, kind of a who's who in, in funk and soul, well, isn't it? Well, I tell you what, I. Uh, Got a lot of players that I kind of hand trained myself. Actually, well, you might, you, you, you're familiar with John Govan. You might know his uh, brother, um, James Govan, used to be on Bill Street and all that. Yeah, it's down at Rum Boogie, yeah. Rum Boogie for, for years. So That's his, his brother? Yeah, his little brother's my keyboard player. Oh, really? And uh, John been with me for 12 years, 12, 13 years. Yeah. Um, Andre Hamlet on drums. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a. He's a kid that uh, 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 I, I trained him on drums. I said, "Was a lot of." Uh, I didn't know you played drums like that, man. man yeah, before we got on, he was over there playing. You on, know, everybody yeah. people had me, man, with their daggers in their hand. They'd be like, "Man, you're a great drummer." <laughs> yeah, you're just awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, Another one in the back. E two Brute. Okay, when when I was in school, man, there was only twelve rudiments. None is damn near fifty seven. Oh of yeah, them. Right. these guys are playing flam. Asshole Radimacule connected with a, a, a double stroke roll. Right. All in one, man. You know what I'm saying? And then I, it'd be like. I'm well, put that on a shirt. One time, uh, one time my son came to my apartment complex and he pulled up. We sitting in the truck. He had pulled up uh, the website. Uh, there was a drummer's competition. And then these young guys. And I had he had picked me up from a gig. I had my drumsticks in my hand. <laughs> So when he played all this stuff and I saw all these young guys playing, look like they were octopuses. Man. <laughs> I said, hold on, man. He said, where you going, Pop? I said, I'm going to put these motherfucking drumsticks up so won't nobody think I'm a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm going to take these motherfuckers and put them up, man. I don't want nobody. Them young oh, boys, yeah. man. There was, there was one guy, he had integrated some kind of 
thing with his drums where he played. He actually played a Thriller. He was playing the <laughs> drums and Thriller was. Oh man, I can't. I can't explain it, but man. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's out there. Yeah. Hey, Morris, pick me another tune off of this record. Let's play one. Do um, losing you the version of uh, the original version before Michelle revamped it as. Uh, uh, the female version of losing you, right? Right. So uh, and this is you singing this one, right? right? Yeah, because you did yours, and then she came in and did the right. other side of the coin, right? Other side of the coin type of thing, right? Only hers uh, got finished first because Willie's sister said, "Well, I tell you what, Lance, we're gonna finish, we're gonna finish Michelle's CD, then we're gonna start on you." <laughs> <laughs> well, you and know like, the way I look at it, you guys, you know, you collaborate in the right back as seat, a team, yeah. so. Oh yeah. Whenever one said Miss Shaw, then you know it's actually Lawrence Mars. If they say Mars, still Miss Shaw. Right, right. We, yeah, yeah. Okay. she that started. You said. know, she actually made me sing. I, 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 at first, I wouldn't sing at all. Oh, really? Man, I could play the. Uh, I started out on piano. Actually, uh, our father was the uh, first in uh, our area to own his own truck. Okay, so he was a truck driver. And he would drive over the road and they come home every Friday or <clears throat> Saturday and whoever could play the best piece on piano got the what biggest allowance. Oh, the uh, biggest name? allowance? Every every time he come back in town. Bo Brown, are you? I don't know. No. Bo, no, no. <laughs> I know Bo that played the harmonica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, um, so, so your dad was, never, was paying gigs is what he was doing, but so he could when, do it the best. So when dad would come back, he was like, man, whoever can do the best piece on piano get the biggest allowance, okay? so, And he was one of the greatest piano players I've ever seen that never chose music, yeah. almost like Prince daddy did. Uh, he could play for real, had a lot of stuff he wrote and everything, just a bunch of stuff, could play all kinds of stuff. So uh, when he would come in on the weekends, it wasn't long before I was the highest paid child in the house. And then, but I tell you, now, and we wasn't a little small family. It was 10 of us, 10 siblings, mother and father, and all 10 of the children. Now. So, um, and I was the third from the bottom. So I, you know, my sister Michelle and then my brother Al that played guitar. And, uh, so, you know, but. You had to work your way up through the rank. Well, actually, I, I took out in front of the rest of them, actually. Uh -huh. so you the firstborns or the, the, the end? Yeah. No, he's third from the last. I'm third from the last, yeah. Two youngest is on there. And I tell you what. And, um, Younger. It wasn't long before they, uh, and, uh, and, you know, well, you know, big family got chores. Everybody got chores to do, right? You know, they got guys going to be on the lawn, crew, make sure it stays right in the in the dishwasher's crew and everybody else, right? Wasn't long for Pop just removed me from all the chores list. Wait, you guys, Lawrence is going to have to, he's going to be a musician when he got there. Can't, can't get his, he can't. <laughs> like, oh, your, you, your nickname was Meal Ticket, look, right? Look, <laughs> look that way. He was like, he didn't want me to injure my hands and like that. So oh, I know. I tell you what, now, vocally, that's like I said, I, I never even pursued vocals at all. Just to play, I'm yeah. Just like play. But I guess just in time, yeah, I got a little more mature and a little older and this sort of thing. That's whiskey and ass, <laughs> is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's hear this tune then, uh, Losing You. Okay, let's listen. And then and we'll come back here in a bit and we'll chat some more. We'll play some more. How about that? All right. All right, well, here it is. This is Lawrence Morris in the total package. Losing you at Radio Buffus. Hey. 
Morris from Total Package and uh, the Total Package, I should say, and Miss Sunshine, who we've been uh, chatting with uh, a little bit off the air. She's absolutely lovely. Thank you so much for coming down here. And I, I just, you and I were just talking just a second ago about uh, getting you on to the Radio Memphis Live Music Hour with Tendria and Gerald. Uh, they would, they would eat you up. Oh, they would, they would yes. love having it's you on. Tendria Alliance, if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> I think she might be. Sunshine, <laughs> she might be. Um, you remind me uh, a little bit of those girls from uh, Twenty Feet from Stardom. Oh. Hmm. Have you seen that 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 no, documentary? I haven't. It's on. It's on Netflix. It's about. The the and you would probably know a little bit about this. It's about the girls who sang backup for all everybody from the Rolling Stones to you know, and they were literally twenty feet from stardom, and the careers that these girls had made for themselves as backup singers, and they did very very well. And one of the things that comes out in this is is they try and they some of them have tried to go out and do solo projects. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And then, you know, a lot of times these girls will sit there and they go, Well, I learned my real role was to be a backup singer 
And one of the girls still sings for the Stones. And she goes, I've been with him for like 30 years. You know, she tried her solo thing and she's like, it's not really for me. But she could do like Gimme Shelter, which is a fantastic song. It is. And the, 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 the backup harmonies and the work that goes into that is just tremendous. And working with a band like what you have, Lawrence, requires a lot of effort from girls like her. It's so true. And I tell her all the time, uh, background vocal, my sister Michelle taught me this, uh, to be any kind of uh, successful out front singer, you have to first have been a great background singer to know what everything Absolutely. Lies, know where everything have to have to um, sink in at for the harmonies. So, you know, so like as a lead vocalist, a lot of times you don't worry about nothing but your lead line, you have to just sing. Right. But the harmony singers, mm-hmm. see if, it's if all four of us singing background. Well, uh, I want you to go back to what Rick was saying. Look at look at Cheryl Crow. She was a background singer for, she was a background singer. Cheryl Crow was a mm-hmm. background singer for Michael Jackson. Right. Wow. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen played lead guitar for for for, for Michael Mike on, Jackson, sure. on you know, for Thriller on, on, on uh, Beat It I believe yeah Beat It yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. you know it, it's there's so many moving parts to an organization and it comes from paying those dues mm, it is and and you know I I'm just along for the ride well I you're that well don't sell yourself short you're right. along for the ride right. but you're right. but you're learning so much along the way and yeah. The fact that you are taking this for its real value, you know, a lot of girls don't get this chance this to sing true. with guys hey, like look, Lawrence. There, there would be no Ike and Tina Turner without Tina Turner. This is so and when you leave, oh, when you leave, <laughs> when you leave Lawrence, Lawrence is going to replace you with another girl who is going to go on to do greater things, just like you will. There is a big place in the kind of music that he does and Ike did for women like you, right? Yeah. That's Lawrence, so true. That's true. I mean, that's true. I mean, funk music, soul music like this, you know. And uh, it's so fun that, speaking of funk, that is some of the most fun music you could ever do. In is it life. difficult to sing it? Yeah, because I'm having so much fun. Well, you know, <laughs> like, you know? But, as, but as an artist, is it hard? As an is, artist, I, is it hard to do it? It's, 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 you have to focus. You have to be focused, and you have to keep your mind on what you're doing. He's over there gonna, he's gonna slap you on the back of the but head if it ain't right. You know? He makes it so easy. He makes it so easy. Does he really? He makes it. So so, so I get I get the Lawrence. If you were to leave the room for a moment, I would say this. He 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 strikes me as a kind of guy that would make it. He's he's he has an idea in his head musically. You're going to deliver this, or you're going to pay that price. Well, if you don't want to pay that price, you're gonna deliver. Yeah. But like I said, he makes it really easy. He puts it in layman terms for you. It's either you do or you don't. Either you can or you don't. You do Did you have any musical training in your life? No. Did you sing no, in church? Did not you at all. in the choir? Did you not do the school thing? At all. Just all singing knew, in the shower. Uh, that was it. That was it. At home. I got a raw, anyway. just straight, just straight, straight off the shelf. You know, but I you're giving you, her the best education in the world. Oh my God. But you know what? And 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 um, two years ago, when George Clinton came to do his birthday party at. Uh, 
New Daisy downtown there on Bill Street. Mm-hmm. And um, she had never seen the funk live, okay? So, <laughs> That's a show. So I took her, I said, tell you what, Sasha, I'm going to take you now. It's time for you to graduate, okay? So I, I, I got to take, right. take you to Throw the Throw you right into the fire. Oh. That's what that so, is. Yeah. And, 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 and I want to bring age into it, but I'm looking at you, and you look a little young, so... I'm not the one getting nobody. These guys illegal have been into. playing longer than I've been alive. Let me just say that. Long, way longer than I've been alive. Uh, I, so, um, had you been down on Build here, I've like been, live music before? Yeah. I've, okay. I've heard it. Yeah, right. but, when I, but you but you were playing the Daisy show and you took her. What happened? Right, I took her to the show and she lit up like a Christmas tree, I tell you what. <laughs> it, it, was, it was the first time she'd ever seen anything so. Uh, awesome, you know what I mean, and and uh, not only that, I got it right down front. And Sir knows the dancer with P Funk, he come and got him brought her on stage. Uh-oh. Oh, like the Bruce Uh-oh. Springsteen you video. She didn't Jim. wet her britches when you got her up on stage. <laughs> <laughs> it was one you know, of the greatest. Her first time seeing the funk, yeah. and she was able to come up on the stage, and uh, you know, so her nose came Amazing. and got her, and you know, brought her on stage with him, and parted with him a little bit on flashlight and this other Amazing. stuff. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, Amazing. now uh, when I first got introduced to the, well, I got adopted into the funk family, uh, Willie Mitchell told me, said, uh, Lance, uh, have you gone to bed yet? It was 12 one at night. I just left the studio. He said, your idol just walked in the door down here, man. I said, who is that? He said, hold on a minute. George Clinton got on the phone, right? He's like, uh, you the little guy I've been hearing about from Harold Bean? Harold Bean been talking about you, yeah, right? Yeah, down there doing all my funk, man. I said, I said, I said, I said George, you're like, Frankenstein himself. Yeah. So that, at that night, I said, okay, I'll be back. He said, no. He said, I'm a little tired. My rise outside, he said, well, I'm going to do this tomorrow. Willie and I are meeting at Larry Dotson's studio for a luncheon thing they were doing. As a matter of fact, George was going to come in and cut some overdub stuff on some Larry Dotson they cut over at um, the Barcade studio. Right, right, right. They were downtown there then on uh, 2nd Street. So uh, he said, I tell you what you do. You pick up Willie and meet me. I'm going to get my rights. You pick up Willie and we all meet at Larry Dotson's studio at 11 o'clock a.m. tomorrow. I said, okay. And he said, before we talk any funk or... Anything about you or your ability, whatever, man, they said you first got to break bread with me before we become friends. So I had to eat with them. Yeah. So he had this big line of food catered from, you know, they come down, everything, big buffet, yeah. everything down the studio. So after that, we talked, and uh, uh, I tell anybody who want to be a funk or two, if you can't play maggot brain, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've heard Harold talk about Maggot Brain. Yeah. yeah, you can't play Maggot Brain. Like you might well just go on and look yeah, for you gotta band. go you just know, go somewhere yeah. else. You but yeah. no, but that that did help after um me being a bass player primarily. But then with it I said, Man, last play everything I need, keyboard, anything, synthesizers, everything, guitar, everything. You sound so, just like him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh Stand up comic and mimicking voices was the thing I did in the seventies. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. There and, you go. Uh, but um, which might add to why you asked me why, why did my voice get that mm-hmm. sound or whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've used so many different voices. I forgot what my own it's voice was. Just, <laughs> he can literally imitate anybody. Yeah, so, anybody. I, I can do everybody's voice. Well, damn, where's your voice? I forgot where it was. Uh, but. That thing, that whole funk thing experience there, man, was 07. I got this. So now you're literally a funkateer finally. I'm like, oh, wow. Funkateer. So I did a tribute to 
George and Parliament Funkadelic, and I put together my Memphis Funkadelic group, which was total package members. Uh, Harold uh, Bean uh, from Written the P Funk, and he called in a couple other players. Guy out in Nashville, uh, Billy Bass came in from yeah. out of Nashville. Yeah. Uh, the saxophone player that works with George a lot down in Atlanta, he came through. So we had uh, some OGP Funk guys, my total package guys, right? And we uh, collaborated all together, and I put together a tribute to Parliament Funkadelic. And we do the whole show, costumes and everything. I, I even got a copy of the DVD. I leave with you get to get you a copy of it. Sometime. I'd love to see it. Yeah. And we do. And, and uh, George was in Detroit the night that we actually performed that here in Memphis. And uh, Harold Ben and the guy, the camera crew, they they, they got in Georgia copy. By the time he was up the next morning, it was already you know uh, on his screen on his computer when he got he got he called me that next morning said. That wasn't bad. <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said that wasn't bad for your first. Said, for your first run at for, it. Yeah, Harold threw me out front as the. I, I was Doctor Frankenstein that night. I'm the guy in the. You long, had the boots and uh, the long blonde. The wig, long the, the wig and the, and the, and the suit. And the, and the, and you had a blonde wig. Yeah. Oh yeah! Oh God! You got to go to a P Funk show to understand that, man. Oh, and the Funk Master gown. I was with that gold angel hair, silk all across. Oh yeah. It's you know the the costumes was a big part of the funk. Uh, this oh, of course show, it is. This, it's this, a visual this. thing. Oh, yeah. So, you know, so, and you had to look like your sounds. You had to look really funky, you know? You know, I, te- I tell young kids that come through here all the time, mm-hmm. the secret to real show business, it's a million-dollar secret. Give the audience something they've never seen nor heard before. Right. And you can take it to the bank. Oh, yeah. It's a lot harder to execute that than anything else. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. But, but Clinton got it right, as did Bootsy. Right. The Bootsy came out, and everybody was like, what the hell is this? With the, with the star glasses, the star-shaped base. Oh, yeah, yeah. and he comes and he's, he came off the spaceship, you know, and there he was. Oh, George no land the mothership. That, that was, the, that was, the, that that was, was a, a big deal. And Harold played time. right into that. And with Maggot Brain, that really kind of opened up all those doors. Oh, yeah. It was uh, a huge you know, thing. At that time, there were, there were only a couple of really big shows that people would always remember. You would always remember Kiss. You will always remember Earth, Wind, and Fire. What they, the yes. illusions, they were, they on stage now, and now you see them, now you don't. They come down in a little tube. Or oh, something yeah. Like so all those things were the illusions and stuff they brought onto stage. It was like you said, very visual as well as the sound. It's a light show. It's, right. It's, yeah. And then you had guys like Alice Cooper. Yeah. Love it to death, hang himself on stage and all Cut, like cut that. heads the off. And right. oh, yeah, yeah. But, but that stuff was something that definitely wasn't nobody else doing it for sure. Yeah. Uh, but anything, like you said, anything that could capture the visual as well as the audio uh, uh, and be at such a level they've never seen or heard nothing like this. That's where it's at. We still talk about it 30 years later, 40 but years I, but later. I think that was back in the 80s, and I think that was a phase that everybody went through, you know? Well, to a point, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I think audiences will still pay ticket money for that if it's not too extravagant. I mean, a Kiss show now is... Hundred fifty bucks minimum, two hundred bucks together. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's they, insane. And they're still selling out. Yeah, I know. That's what's really weird. Okay, I, I, and they suck. I mean, you know, I would never. Would, would you pay one hundred fifty bucks a pick? No, I don't know. Nobody, I know. <laughs> because in all the records, it wasn't Gene that played bass. It was Carol Kay that played all those. A lot of people. Someone told me that he was doing more show than playing a lot of times. I saw a video of Carol Kay visiting with Gene, and she's trying to teach him how to play his music. 
Wow. That's amazing. But he wore the costumes and he put on the show. So, and that's what people buy those tickets for. Blood, yeah. Man, you would do yeah, the blood and the tongue and all that you know, all that fun stuff. You know. <laughs> that's the show though. That's yeah. that's 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 part of it. Um yeah. now as far as show business goes, I mean there has to be for an act like what you guys are doing. There's there's kind of a middle ground that you have to because you're playing in a in a different type of club or an environment. It's not like right. you're going to have magic or anything like. But I know you create some. But what is it that you do in your shows? Well, our show is energetic, first of all. Yeah. And um, costumes. Yes. It's definitely about. You know, when I go, out, I can go out and hear a good band. But they all just, you know, like they all they're just, just standing up there in blue jeans and a t-shirt. Yeah, just, just everybody got some out of the car and came in. So you, <laughs> I mean, you know, you sound good. You yeah. know, thanks for and dressing you, up for the gig, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 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 it's something about when it's curtain time. I was, I said, I would tell them all that when it's curtain time, y'all. I want you to, when the people first see you before you make a sound, they already excited. Right. That's the first part of your success for that show that night. When they see you, oh, yeah, these they got something coming here, you know. That's like when you and go to a we, restaurant, you you eat with your eyes mm-hmm. first. Right. That's so true. That's so true. It's the same thing with the show. Uh, so uh, what what we do now on stage, but then, we, then we're having male and female singers and stuff like that. You got harmonies and stuff like that. And we pay a great deal of attention to these things as well as the playing of the instruments. You have to, yeah. And so now, and when people can hear, wait a minute, they're sounding. And we do doing cover tunes and stuff like that no matter who it is when you call yourself a total package you can't do one thing right we do some of everything I might come out for some Michael McDonald to some Elton John to some T-Rex all the way back around to some Michael Jackson to some Prince to some Pete well, God damn George. I need to come to your one of your shows because we do some of everything I mean uh, you got any uh, shows coming up we just finished um uh the Lander Center doing a double whammy last Saturday. So I got some things coming up in the month of September, October. I'll get you some dates. On, yeah, please do. Yeah, send them over to I me. I really want you guys to come out. I would love to. That one time, so we were talking about doing it. Are you familiar with a guy named Tad Pearson? Yes. Tad came around one time. We was doing a uh, show at a little place near downtown that was called a Hard Luck Cafe. He was looking mm-hmm. for Hard Rock Cafe. He had a busload of tourists. They were coming up 3rd Street from... Um, that the casinos hit it yeah, downtown. Coming up from Tunica, yeah. Right, so so they get to 3rd and Macklemore. There's a club they'll call Hard Luck Cafe. Mm-hmm. So he said, wait a minute, that's not Hard Rock. So I said, well, let's stop in anyway. They had a big place where they parked the bus around them. And Tad brought in about 40 or 50 tourists into the establishment. And the first time I met Tad, and uh, we was doing some songs, and we did a version of Purple Rain. And he said he never heard no one do that and deliver it like that. So... He um, got us an article in the um, National Geographic uh, Traveler's Escape magazine that year. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, uh, they had a thing coming up at the Hard Luck Cafe where they wanted to shoot some video footage for um, Uncle Cracker and uh, Kid Rock. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, so I was like, wow. They want me to be a part of it. I said, okay, fine. So, but all this started from Ted coming, just stopping by there by accident that night. Just happened. Yeah. And since then, things just started just unfold, unfold. And now whenever I'm performing in, in, in the city area somewhere, I always call Ted, let him know he'll bring in people. I've met people from all over the entire globe through Ted Pearson. And, uh, yeah, you let me know when those shows are, and we'll promote it here, and we'll get you a bunch of people. Most definitely. Thank you. I will. And, and yeah, there's, there's a lot to be said for that. Uh, 
to shift gears a little bit, you were talking about costumes and stuff. Sunshine, what what do you what what do you what are you doing on stage here? Because oh. we know we we know what the funk master over here is doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What what are you doing? What do you what, do, what are you wearing uh, up there? We do a lot of I do a lot of R and B. I do I do Shaka Khan. Uh, tell me something good. Um, Turn them out. Beyonce. Beyonce, yeah. Are you are you yeah. wearing like the gowns? You you going with the with the full sequin no thing? Gowns, but I do wear a lot of little bitty shorts and dresses <laughs> and clothes. Yeah, my understanding, steak sales. So well, it's not it's it's not the steak, it's the sizzle, honey. You got to get the people. <laughs> That's what they say. Get the people what they want. Well, so. yeah, and, and leave them wanting more. And leave them wanting more. Yeah, so I see you kind of good one TLC, over here. Um, like, you know, she, I, I can tell off the top when, the, like she said, Little Tyrone, uh, guy was out of Chicago, called himself Little Tyrone Davis. He did all Tyrone Davis material. Yeah, nothing else. And I kind of, I thought he was actually maybe Little Tyrone, like a son or something. But no, he actually used to work for Tyrone Davis. He was the uh, uh, his real job at that time was the equipment manager uh, of uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, of all the Tyrone's wardrobe and stuff like that. And helping those, what uh, a job. He was a hand, he was a stage assistant for Tyrone Davis for years and years. He's been a fan of his Kind of like Womack Ward and Sam Cooke at first. Right, right, right. And uh, eventually, you once the, the artist then fade out, you get a chance to slide up. He didn't quite get a chance to slide up into the recording world. But he, <laughs> well. was, but he was good doing Tyrone Davis covers. <laughs> and he brought, he, he uh, asked me to do a show with him. He came to Memphis. I'm coming, he's come to Memphis from Chicago. And. Um, somebody called me and said, can you do a Tyrone Davis show? I said, hey, man, Tyrone deceased, man. And now this is little Tyrone Davis out of Chicago. I said, well, okay, it was still Tyrone's music. <laughs> and when he got here, he had already talked to Sunshine. He had these two girls, he was calling them Sugar and Spice. <laughs> matter, matter of fact, yeah. she was she was Spice at the time. <laughs> the, other, the other girl was Sugar. Yeah, no, really, really. That's awesome. Really, the other girl was Sugar. She uh, lived in... Uh, 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 um, Seattle, Washington. She's yeah. from Seattle. Yeah. So uh, she came in and uh, had sugar and spice and everything else. I'm like, okay. <laughs> we went on put the show together and did that with, with Tyrone. And um, she was interested in hanging with the band because Tyrone, we just did, it was just temporary, did a couple of shows he had booked down this way. And when he went back to Chicago, she said, well, yeah, can I work out with the band? I said, well, come on, man, we see you. And it wasn't, since then, she hadn't left since. It just came on in. And <laughs> he can't get rid of me. Fiddle right on in, though. But she, 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 she's just good. She's a hard worker. She, uh, when she makes a mistake, she knows her own self now. Yeah. That's the thing about it. See, yeah, when you right. own it, yeah. 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 <clears throat> if she's doing something, she does, and she's getting to a part, she might, uh, some songs you might, uh, and I always tell people this, don't never find that point of that song. Well, it might be a little more difficult if you look at it that way than the other rest of the song. But once you put that in your mind, even artists that record songs, mm -hmm. I, I've gone to people concerts that they get to them points themselves and shy away from it, don't even do it. Yeah, you know, those those particular parts that people look for you to do on mm -hmm. stage, you're just not going to do it. If you go see Mike Jackson, you got to look at you got to hear that come in there, and press all mm -hmm. those things, those those highs, those yeah. you know gimmick parts and those. The, Highlighted parts of the song. You go to the concert and the artists don't even do it. Yeah, that's sick. <laughs> that is. Yeah. yeah. But now what? But what, uh, but conversely, I've seen it happen with artists that'll get into a recording studio, mm -hmm. and they're and they're they're laying down a cut. You know, they're having a big time. They're like a guitar player, for example. There's one guy I'm thinking in mind. He's laying his guitar solo in, mm -hmm. and he goes on the playback. He says, "Man, that was good. I liked it." 
but it's too much. I need to dial it back so I've got something to give on stage. Uh-huh. I've seen it flipped around that way, too. Right. Well, now, that might help you in the long run, like you said, yeah. from, if they didn't hear it on the record. Because you don't want to sound like your record. You don't want to be like an Eagles show. You Not know. that you just verbatim tick, 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 tock. Yeah. What, 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 Willie? What? I think, um, I think we don't want to hit something live, or you feel like. I just spotted him up over there. Willie, what are you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, Willie wants to hear a, the word yes. That's all he wants to hear. <laughs> you made a statement about. Um, uh, what was that? Just now about the musicians. Uh, Not doing it live on stage as they did in the studio? No. <laughs> Willie gets on the mic and forgets what the <laughs> fuck he's talking about. <laughs> the hell, Willie. Seriously. Now back it up. Back it up. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze the, squeeze the, the thing right there below your hand. There you go. Squeeze that. There, there you go. Oh, yeah. Well, you learn something every day, though. Well, I know. It's a sophisticated <laughs> mic stand. I should know about the squeezing part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what it does, too. It goes all the way, all the way down. Uh, <laughs> No, go ahead, man. I I I lost the thought. Go ahead. Well, did, did they have anything with you do with you beating some no, drums? Something about the musicians that we were talking about. Go ahead. Well, we come back around, maybe. We'll come, yeah, we can come back around to it. We got we got a few minutes. Jim Stewart, the president of Stax, and you know whenever you go in the studio to try to record a record, and uh, if he was the producer or if he just happened to stop in. He would always tell us, say, if it doesn't have the magic, uh, then it, it didn't mean anything anyway. So. That's right. Yeah. I didn't have the magic, man. But I, I, it was a subject that you all were talking about that, that meant a lot to musicians, period. But uh, in the laughter, I, I lost the thought. Well, I was it's... looking at Natalie's pretty... I think you. What color are your eyes? I think you lost the magic yesterday, Will. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's so much there's so much effort that goes into the performance, you know, and a lot of people don't understand that, you know, that that being a performer, one percent of what you do occurs on stage, even less than that. The, all the work and the effort that goes into writing, producing, crafting the stuff, getting into the studio, dealing with rehearsals alone is is such a bulk of what what it is that gets done that the audiences don't think that much about that kind of thing. You know, um, we talked about some odd duets uh, earlier. <clears throat> One thing was the more of a cross to me than. Uh, McGraw and uh, Nelly was it even Rick James and Tina Marie. Yes, you, you go I with vaguely a, you, remember this. You, want, you, you I mean, you go with a, a basically a a perfect opera singer, I yeah. mean, over the top opera singer, and somehow get that to <laughs> click with Rick. You know, with that uh, New York funk, man. <laughs> that, Something that happened. Was, we don't know what happened off. Off camera, off camera. Off, off, camera. Off, off, <laughs> but, but I do recall um, hearing people say back in that time that Rick did not want to take on that project. Um, Motown at the time was telling Rick, "We got this lady, and want you." And no, no, you're going to work with her. And he was like, "Man, I ain't got time to work no new. I don't want to do this now. Opera singer. What y'all talking wow, about? What y'all smoking? Like, yeah. Are y'all on crack? What, what y'all do with the joint? Fired up." <laughs> It, 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 this that'll never work, man. So he said, "Rick, you're gonna do it." And uh, 
Tim Lurie came in. Uh, so they, 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 they left them at the studio to camp out for about two weeks. When they went back to check on see if they scratched one of those eyes out by now or not, you know, with other, <laughs> other musicians that were living there. And they had so much magic, so many songs finished. I mean, finished products within two, three weeks. I mean, songs like we, we end up hearing later like, uh, I just want to be your lover, girl, stuff like that. Uh, uh, <clears throat> Sucker for your love. Bum, 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 bum. Mm. Oh, man, hit after hit after hit. Fire and desire. Fire and desire. I mean, and, and, and they had so much stuff, of course, they couldn't put it all on one album. So they ended up putting some of the immediate stuff they did on Rick album, I think, uh, Sucker for Your Love, something like that. But then they had so much stuff, they said, tell you what, just make that Tina Marie album. Hey, you got so many of them. And then, and she played guitar just like Rick. Really? She played, you know, Rick played these styles. You know, so we, so we played these uh, minor nine, sharp five chords, fragment chords like Prince played. And that kind of rhythm, mystic thing. But now when you when you listen at that, I listen to Tina Marie. She got that same flavor on her sh strokes of those chords that she played, just as Rick James, just as Prince, just as... Uh, 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 um, um, one other young lady came out with the same little group of guitar players, and it's, it, was, it was it was it was rare to find. I never knew that. To 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 take an opera singer first of all, yeah, and end up being that good and funk and R and B that quick. Well, for an <laughs> opera singer to play bass. Or lead. She had oh, she was lead. Yeah, lead middle. Cause see, Rick played lead. That turns that turns into pop real quick. Right. See, see, Rick James. People thought he was just a bass player, but Rick played almost all his guitar on his uh, albums as well. He played lead and bass. Yeah. On most of this stuff, and uh, Tina Marie sound just like him. When you, I can hear her guitar, I'm like, wait a minute. Rick playing. No, but on stage, that's all with Tina Marie. How many people are Googling right now? Yeah, right. they are. Right. Yeah, they're all up into YouTube right. going, oh, really? Yeah. If I was at home. You know, knowledge is the key, yeah. you know. Which yeah. is why I feel so honored and blessed to be where I am right I mean, you're now. getting like the best education yes, in the world. I am. You're, you're really I am. Yeah. Some of the stories that I hear, like, this is the first time I've heard him talk about Tina Marie. And I didn't Rick, know yeah. that she was an opera singer. I'm just learning this as oh, well. Yeah. But the things that I have learned, the stories that I have heard, oh my goodness, I am I'm in a good place. You know, I, I love place. this kid for uh, a lot of reasons. Her, um, She's really got that hunger for the, mm -hmm. and the love of the game want to do it. Mm -hmm. We was going to do this particular song, Uptown Funk by um, Bruno Mars. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't going to use, I was saying, okay, you know what? I'm not going to use the horn section. I'm going to use the extra keyboard player to do horns on the brass and stuff, horns from keyboards, right? Which is uh, very popular. <laughs> so it's, it is. That's a, that's a weird sound, yeah. Well, I mean, Giz couldn't quite afford the horn section. So well, yeah, because yeah, horn yeah, players, yeah, are, yeah, right. those yeah. bastards are so expensive. What, what, what I mean, what, what, I mean, I mean, you gotta get three or four horns to, to get yeah, to get it right. Sound. Yeah, you gotta so, spend a lot of money. But, to make now, sure. but then you take Excuse one keyboard me. player. Oh, here's hey man, you got a back. Professor Hall. Seriously, what? Uh, uh, Natalie, hold up, Rick, back that up, man, because some of my best friends and relatives are horn players. I know that. <laughs> you know what I'm say and I was a horn player for years be, myself, and it's it's. They may be <laughs> bastards, but they're, they're expensive bastards. That's just exactly what they are, you know. They're not those it's, kind of bastards. I, I say it in all love, Willie. You know that. I, know I mean, it, yeah. 
just like drummers. I know you talk about the drummers too. When oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Drummers are different. That's that's a whole. Different. It's the bass players are the hardest guys in the world to deal with because really. there's so few yeah. of you guys that can do what you, you know, do. That, that oh, was yeah. one reason I never tried to start a band in all the hoopla of who I'm supposed to be. I never uh, tried to start a band because it's it's an unpredictable business. Oh my God, it's you a know? circus. Oh, you, really? You, 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 I didn't know that. You have a vision and it works and people like it. So it's sellable, it's a commodity or whatever, but you've got seven, eight, nine uh, independent people in that project. And uh, as life would have it, man, there are gonna be some problems. And, uh, and sometimes a group get hooked on uh, their identity becomes a part of the guitar player's sound or the bass player's sound or the keyboardist vocals and you get hooked and you get trapped into that identity and then when something happens to that person as life would dictates that changes your, your selling appeal as a group because well, of that one individual's... And uh, he's, this is coming from a guy who played in one of the greatest bands in the world, and that's the Blues Brothers. That's That band, incredible doesn't really describe it. I mean, it was... I know there, I know there was a lot of orchestrated material that went to that, and there was, there was a lot of... There was a lot of humanism there, but there was so much that, in that band. It, it, it was one To this day, it's still considered one of the greatest it, things ever oh, existed. It was one of a kind. I, I can't explain it. I won't speak of the genius of us all. But uh, sometimes uh, in the recording... But you guys were hand-picked for this. Business, yeah. Something phenomenal happens, and, and it's petrified. The moment you, something is recorded, it's petrified. It's captured in time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that sound will always be there, and that feel of that sound will always be there when you hear that product. You know, it's just like all the great hits. The, you know. But it, it, this was something that none of us can explain. Um, your work with Isaac Hayes is also a prime example of that. I mean, yeah, Isaac Isaac Hayes himself was born with that gift. You know, I, Isaac didn't have that much schooling uh, as far as uh, an arranger and composer. Well, clearly he didn't need but it. But he so, did yeah. have some teachings from different people. and uh, But he had, he was just a genius. Yeah. And uh, I was, uh, it makes me feel good, too, to have been a part of his yeah, genius. You, and it's, because it's he not and just I those two, so but you've been a part man. of He didn't have to tell me what to play. <laughs> he was just like, come on man give me this bam that yeah, yeah. give me this give me that and we'll yeah. work with it you know? both being Leo's I guess you know? okay that's yeah. Not, yeah. That's yeah. and that's and that 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 yeah. speaks volumes. My birthday is Thursday, everybody in the world. Is it Thursday? This Thursday's your birthday. This Thursday in the United States of America, which will be Australia's Friday. Hi, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, don't forget it, man. I accept emails, Gmail, uh, and females. <laughs> Female.com. Uh, Willie Hall at female.com. That's where you write to him. But this is my friend Lawrence in uh, California. <laughs> you know, as I was saying about Sunshine, one thing stood out about her to me was that um, I decided we're going to do uptown funk with our horns. So my keyboard player was like, man, I'm already kind of busy. I said, i tell you what we do. I said, Sunshine, I'm going to teach you that line. She could, she's not a keyboard player. 
Broadcaster Lawrence, um, uh, please promise me uh, a, a night where we can get the whole band down here. I would, we will. I, I, I would absolutely love that. We will definitely do. Just look at your dates and your calendar. Let me know when, and I'll prepare. Okay. To have everybody, and we will come and we'll funk the bill. And I, I would absolutely love that. Uh, and and uh, you know, uh, we'll just turn the studio over to you guys and just let's just go with it. I, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I, I felt like I have it. learned a lot. Uh, you know about about the line of work that you do. Uh, you know, I've always been a fan of funk. It, it's it's sort of kind of a weird stepsister of of the blues, right? You know, it is blue. Everything comes it back to, to to blues, really. I tell you what, when they say R and B, it's called that rhythm and blues. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, rhythm and blues. Only one is funk. Yeah, <laughs> on the one. Is on fun. the one is funk. I love that. If you, if, yeah. if, if, if you don't put on the one, it's still blues or rhythm and blues or what they're calling southern soul music. Now what are they going to do? They can turn around and use the zillion adjectives. But what defines it to be funk is when they put the emphasis on the one. Everything else you're doing is great. I love it. Blues, rock and roll, everybody. But you want me to just go ahead on and pin the tail on the funky? Just uh, yeah, that, that's what I want to do one night. I really, I just, we just got to just go funky. And, and I'm dying to see you do it, and I and I would love. I'm it. looking forward to it. this man. As, as soon as we can make that happen, I'm ready. Right, well, we'll we'll make it happen. And one more, one other question, and this is kind of a self serving thing. Are you are you do you still talk to Bootsy? I haven't in a while. Last time I talked to Bootsy personally was at Harold Bean's house about three months ago. Cause he said he and Harold are still. He said, Harold got a, a, a recording studio, yeah. verbally toxic, right here in the city. It's a great name for a studio. <laughs> a good but, fun name. Does Bootsy come back to Memphis often? More times than the people would know, yeah. Because he has some other friends and ties here in the city as well. Can, can we sneak him down here for a thing on Next the air? Time, I tell you what, I'll, I'll talk with uh, Harold Bean and know when he's going to be in town again, and we'll make sure. You know, he came over to when he uh, um, he came to Memphis a year or so ago and did a. A thing for strings and things. He yeah. came down to the store and sat in there and did a little clinic for them for what he's doing some things with University of Memphis at the time. I'd love to 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 have him down here for for even just a little while. Okay, I t- I'll talk to Harold Bean and we'll see when because uh, Harold's been on this program before. He's, well, well, Harold was is usually uh, Wednesday nights at Neil's with Elmo and the Shays, but right. he's, last I heard he was stepped out for a while because he had some kind of a surgery. Right. Well, actually, so. it's, it's 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 um it's um terrible. Uh, as a matter of fact, I had uh, uh, you know we were all busy and doing our going out separate ways doing business, and the last P Funk show was just here a few weeks ago, 
down at the casino, and uh, one of the girls that worked with my band, um, young lady, promised to come and say, uh, Mars, you're not going to be uh, uh, on with George this year? No, you ain't doing nothing? I said, I said, I said uh, George is here, he here tomorrow night. I said, wow. So I called Harold Bean, and he had this, you know, different type of, he wasn't very upbeat. And I said, well, he like, man, I haven't even talked to George. I haven't talked, no, I haven't talked to you. Haven't talked. And he went on to tell me that he had had an amputation of um, one of his legs. And um, that's usually the hook. Whenever George's going to be here, Harold him, hey, man, fuck no, I'm going to do this. I already talked to George. You can come in. You're going to get together. We're going to ride together. We're going to do this here, whatever. Because right, right. sometimes we might just get like, you know. But uh, that, that, I was in the middle of the bank that day. I was uh, calling him on the phone to get information. If he, and, and when he told me that, that man, that let that, that just let a lot of air out of my cell right there. Too, yeah, man. I would imagine so. Yeah. And that's when I first heard. Oh, God, love that. him. Yeah. yeah. And we all, of course, he's and uh, uh, all of our presence. Just stay strong and stay up with it because uh, my sound engineer uh, guys work over at the Denim and Diamond for years, and they went out, he worked oh, at, uh, 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 the, the, the hit DJ was a guy they called DJ Smokey. Yeah. And then Keith Autry, and uh, Keith has been my sound man, and uh, uh, worked with me for 15 years, and he had an untimely uh, thing with the diabetes disease. This, this is something we need to um, <clears throat> pay attention to more for our own selves and try not to, you know, have some precautions that you can take, to, because things like that can really take you down through there. And uh, Keith Archer, my uh, sound man, DJ Smoke had lost uh, um, a leg, uh, amputated, had a leg amputated, and his was now Sunshine three years ago. Yeah, and uh, and it, now I'm back. We're going through the family that's doing it because my music and my group is my family. Well, sure. I mean, I mean, real. I mean, well, God love you for that. That's wonderful. And yeah. Um, yeah. not to have another family member down with an amputation is just is just is really saddening. But at the same time. Uh, we got to give each other that, that, that strength to keep going. Sure. And, and sure. like right now, Keith, uh, uh, DJ Smokey, uh, we left over cable. He's over there. He's doing a party right now for John Govan, my keyboard player. Yeah. Right they had a, 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 it was his birthday. Willie, uh, your birthday is coming up. John Govan's birthday is today. Today? Right. So, oh, that's great. Right. So, uh, they was over happy, there. happy birthday, John. Yeah, they was doing a party for him at, uh, 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 out of his house. And so I said, well, I couldn't pull him all the way to come to the station. Oh, tonight. sure, sure. But next time. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do something. We're going to definitely have the whole band come in, and we yeah. will funk the block out. Yeah, yes, man. sir. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, we might violate my lease. <laughs> <laughs> we'll set some bail money aside. It'll be are big. You, are you going to you wear your white Bottoms, right? Hell yeah, it makes my ass look good. <laughs> I'll get my platforms out. Of, hell, I get my gold coke spoon going. My shirt unbuttoned down to my navel. You know, oh, wow. Lots of aqua velva. Shit. I can't miss that. Somebody's getting laid. It may not be me, but somebody's going to get something. Lawrence Morris, Sunshine, thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you, man, for having us. And can I say one thing before we leave the air tonight? Yeah, because I'm gonna I'm gonna play one more of their tune. Uh, Okay. Well, to change the subject real quick, I I just want to thank all the people that came out to Neil's tonight. Yes, for the Chick Jones celebration of life. Yes. Yes. Uh, And one final thought, just you know, thank everybody that came out to Neil's to support Chick to celebrate Chick's life. Yeah. We love you, Chick, wherever you are, buddy. Sweet, sweet man. Oh, That's yeah. Right. Sweet, sweet, sweet man. 
Um, Thank everybody for coming out and supporting chicks. Give me, give Mills. me, a, give me a tune from you from this record here. We want to. I need you. I need you. We're gonna wrap it with that one. How's wrap that? One? It wrap it up with that. Uh, Lawrence Morris, the total package, sunshine, picking up the vocals here on this new adventure for you. Thank you so much. I I, I want to hear more from you, honey. Stay tuned. Good. Yeah, well, That's what I wanted to hear. I wanted, I wanted to hear As a matter of fact, well, when we come back, we're going we're gonna to cut her loose at the front door. That's what, that's what it is. Yeah. Cut her loose from, from the front door all the way down to, to get to the... Uh, There's a natural reverb about that stairwell. It's fantastic. <laughs> I heard it. I was talking to you coming downstairs. They used to use that. This place has been a recording studio since the 60s, and they used to do some stuff out there. Okay. Yeah, you know, They would run a monitor out there and mic it, and they go, wow, listen to this. It's, what if I come here and cut a... This might be the room to cut the head in. Right? We, can, we can do that. We'll take care of you. Say no more. We'll get on that. Something to think about. <laughs> Something to think about. Thank oh, you so yeah. much, guys. Thank you, man. Thank and we'll, you and we'll get you We'll get you booked in here real quick. Sounds good. With, and with we'll the get the whole band down here in total package. We'll give you the whole TPB. I want to see it. I want to see it happen. Here it is, uh, kids. Uh, I need you is what it is. Uh, we'll see you all next time here. Next week, it's Jimmy Crossweight uh, oh, from God. Mud Boy and the Neutrons. And all right. And the, and the puppeteer, yeah, he's yeah, the puppeteer. Apparently, Jimmy's got some stories we didn't touch on the last time he was here, I and, I, and you missed the puppeteer story. I heard a little bit about that, and then uh, the known felons and drag yeah, record. I found a copy of it for sixty-five bucks on Amazon. No, I did not. Uh, Mark Caldwell's hooking me up with it, so we're going to have a lot of Mud Boy and Neutron stuff. So that'll be fun. That's next week here on the program. So we'll see you all then. Here's Lawrence Morris in the total package with I Need You. We'll see you all next time. Good night, everybody.
proceeding was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated and originally aired live on Radio Memphis. Any offers or advertisement contained may not still be valid. All rights are reserved and copyright is held by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. For more, look for all the RMOD players at radio-memphis.com. <laughs>